0: hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of relationship talks i am your host laurie brooke and together we will get to take a look at what goes on behind closed doors today i am joined by jackie diggins
1: so i'm jackie diggins and i'm here to talk about my family relationships as a mom of 10 kids i have a lot to share on that um, regard. so
0: Jackie has been married to her husband for 30 years, was a homeschool mum of 10 children, no twins and all biological. And now with six children left in the public school system, she is a covenant life coach and author working on her third book. Hello everyone and thank you again for coming back and listening in to another episode of Relationship Talks. I'm your host Laurie Brooke and today as you would have heard from the intro I'm here with Jackie Diggins. Now Jackie is a mum to 10 kids and I understand that there's no twins there's no triplets in all that No. and she has been married for 30 years so thank you so much for joining me today Jackie.
1: Yeah thank you for having me I'm glad to be here.
0: I want to ask, how old are your children?
1: Yes. Yeah, so the oldest is 26 and mm-hmm. the youngest is seven. So basically I was pregnant or nursing for 20 years. Wow. So yeah, I was just Oh, oh, they're about every other year apart. So with that... some a little bit more and some a little less, but yeah, right in there.
0: And can I ask, is it an even split, like boys, girls, or?
1: We've got six girls, four boys.
0: Mm -hmm. So almost even. Yep, we're close. (laughs) Yeah. So what is it like, I suppose, for you and your husband from a relationship perspective, having 10 kids, how do you keep that relationship together? How do you keep time for yourself in that relationship? (laughs)
1: So you mean time for each other. Yes. And yeah. So you know what we did a lot when the when we were growing the family when more of them were young, you know, we had the diapers and all the things going on. That way, um we would go out together every week. We had in-laws in town that were willing to help with them. And then as the kids got older, we could leave them for a little bit, the older siblings taking care of the younger. And so we we did do that a lot, um, just get away, because we also had family business. You know, We had a business that we were running to, and so it was important for us to take that time. And I'm thankful for that time, even though it didn't keep us from Having, walking through some hard things, which we'll probably get to talking about some of those things, but, but I know it helped. So I'm thankful.
0: It's so impressive to hear that you managed to find that time though, because some people would feel so busy and so caught up in just the day-to-day tasks that comes with parenting. Right. That it would be easy to go, I don't have time to do that. Or I'm too tired to do that.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I think rather than finding the time, it was choosing to make the time. Yeah. You know, I remember we we had it planned every, I think it was Thursday nights usually, we would just, the kids all knew we were going. And I would try to say, because sometimes they didn't want us to leave, you know, you'd have the ones that would cry or whatever like that. But I'd be like, we need to do this so that we're better parents you know so I would try to speak some of that out so that um, that understanding would be there that we're doing it for the family really
0: (laughs) yeah and so I have to ask during those um, date nights would you talk about your relationship or would you be talking about the kids or would you just be talking about nothing just for the sake of having a separate conversation about anything
1: (laughs) You know, I think the thought is like, don't talk about the kids, don't talk about the business, but you know what, that is our life. And so to not talk about some of that and to try to, I think we would try to come up with other things too, but when that's what you do, you automatically go towards it. So I think we just, um, I I think we tried to make plans or talk about things we could could do different or better with our kids. Um, I know my husband, he was full on in business. We had a landscape and greenhouse business at the time. And so we would drive by some of his jobs that he had landscaped. And So I think we did all of the above. (laughs) You know, we talked about all of the above. That's so
0: nice to hear because, as you pointed out, people do say, don't talk about the kids, don't talk about this, don't talk about that. And then you sit there, I know I've been out on dates, and you sit there and you go, what are we supposed to talk about if we're not talking about this and we're not talking about that? You can come up with some things, but then you run out of conversation very quickly.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah, what if we don't have to put pressure on what to or not to talk about, but let it flow? Yeah. So
0: what do you do now? Do you still do your Thursday nights? Uh,
1: We don't do that exactly. And even for a season, my husband was gone more than he was home a few years ago. He took a job that took him away more. So um, it changed. Plus we have the six kids in the public school system now rather than homeschooling. So, but we do try to, um, I guess now, with our businesses and stuff, we are to gather more. And so we'll often go out to a lunch or an evening meal or something. But it's not as set in stone, I guess, as it used to be. Um, and it's working that way now, you know, so.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about this because you just brought it up, homeschooling. Homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Did you have all 10 children in homeschooling?
1: So, yeah, we had... 10 children in the home for a year and a half before our oldest one got married. And so they were like, I didn't have the younger few there. I think there's two of them that weren't homeschooled. Okay. Um, the youngest two weren't, but they were in, they were in our home as babies or toddlers, you know, uh, during that time.
0: How did you manage those relationship dynamics? Because as as mom stepping into the homeschool system, you're becoming their teacher at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so those dynamics can change when you're working with your children. How did that work for you?
1: Well, I knew, so we are a family of faith, right? And so I knew that I wasn't only teaching them academics, but the character building and things like that were just as important. And so one thing that I did for myself so that I didn't get, um, wallowed down in struggle or, you know, which I did for a season. So I don't want to make a picture of that, but I started dressing like a teacher. So the way I'm dressed now, is I would put myself together every morning so that it wasn't just like, well, I'm home, I'm teaching my kids, but no, I'm a teacher and this is important, right? And then I realized throughout the days that the way that I acted, the way my attitude throughout the day, whether I was yelling at them or not, whether I was angry about the spills that happen or Or not or that you know the mess that's made or not was as big of a teaching moment as sitting down with them and teaching them to read or going through math so i i really worked on myself as far as how i was approaching my day because i knew what they were seeing from me would be what i would have at the end kind of thing you know so one thing that came up would be first of all in the morning i realized okay i have to present the word of god in the morning so after breakfast we would i would get in the i would have already been in the word myself but i would share with them what i was learning from the word and then we would quote scripture together and pray and just try to remind them that this is important, you know, the way we're living in relation to God is important. And then as we went through the day, if um, let's say at breakfast time, cereal spilled, milk spilled, and I could be frustrated over those things. Or I could use self-control and be like, okay, do I want my kids to think that I love a clean home more than them in the way I'm reacting to the mess, right? So I chose to take deep breaths and just love them through it and help just be like, okay, well, this isn't going to be a big deal. Let's just clean it up, you know, and then move along. So just realizing the journey through like the process of life is more important than the end result. Because if we do each, like the process of it well, being joyful, being peaceful, being loving through all of the things that happen, we will end end up well, right? So anyway, that's kind of some, Uh, stuff from that side you know
0: I'm chuckling to myself because only this morning it's like it's morning time here in Australia um when Mm -hmm. we're doing this interview but it um my daughter spilt her drink with her breakfast this morning and it was one of those of course you did moments right you know what could go wrong did go wrong but exactly
1: yeah we all
0: have those times where you can kind of you can get and you can you do get frustrated at times i think it's important to understand that we we don't always have that self control to go right. you know it's okay let's just clean it up sometimes we do lose our frustrations and we're like really and you're getting you're getting a bit cranky and frustrated that you're having to clean it up because you feel like yeah. you're running late and all of that but it doesn't mean that we can't do better next time
1: yeah and i know i got curious with myself like why do we get mad about that? It happened. I mean, it's not like it's a new thing. It happens. It's even like, why get upset about the laundry? It's our daily life. That would mean that if we're always upset about the things that happen in our daily life, what what are we expecting different if we don't do respond to it differently? I guess is what i was led to on my journey of like how can i do this well and teach my kids in the process because i could see the circle that i was the vicious circle i was in if i didn't change me i would be like why are you responding to this yelling at your sibling when i just yelled at them or you know
0: (laughs) they're great mirrors aren't they they always show you what you've just done and like next time i'm gonna do that differently
1: exactly yeah so that was just kind of like okay how what do i need to do different because i couldn't change them but i could model a different way to them right so
0: in all of this i suppose throughout your homeschooling journey how long did you actually
1: homeschool for it was almost 20 years it might have been between 17 and 20 right in there because the oldest three were graduated through homeschool oh, right. mm-hmm. yeah so, so then the last seven went into public school and finished
0: can i ask why the change
1: so there again we were um the the first years of homeschooling we had a family business and That seemed to go hand in hand with the homeschooling, because I could teach them the bookwork, academic stuff, and then they'd have a chance to work in our business and help with different things. And so then it seemed like when we shut that business down, that the homeschooling like, you know, especially the boys. But all of them, as they got older, could use an out or use like, okay, now I get to go hang out with dad or learn this. And so when that wasn't as easy to do, um, because of the changes my husband was going through, then it was, I, well, I remember saying to God, I was like, you're going to give need to give me a lot of creativity and energy. Cause I had a three-year-old still, you know, to continue this. And so, and I was willing to, but then I sensed that it was time to change, you know? And I knew I was like, yeah, I feel like this is the time my husband was in agreement. And so we started out putting three of them into the public school system. They were the ones that were in elementary school at the time. Was that hard and, for you? Um, hard in that I wasn't sure how the transition would go for them. But when I knew that God was leading it, I had peace, you know. So it was, it was scary in that, okay, how is this going to go? Because we didn't always, we didn't have to do the testing to see if they were, how they were according to the school system. And I was okay with that. At the time, we we were fine, but then transitioning was like okay. Well, I guess we'll see here. But knowing, um, I felt like the Lord told me to. They will excel and be a light. I felt like I had that word from Him, and so I stood on that. Whenever anything um, rocky <laughs> came up in this in the school system, and as they were transitioning, I just was like, no you're going to excel and be a light here. We'll walk through this. It will be okay. And it has been, you know, they've just excelled and they've done well and not with little, you know, situations we've worked through, but overall, it's been amazing, you know, and I know like I'm always open if we need to bring them back home or whatever, but I know they're where they need to be. That is so nice. Yeah, that's that's where you get your peace from when you know, you know, without a doubt, that's where. So, yeah.
0: So how did your relationships with your children thrive during those years
1: of homeschooling? Um, you know, as the kids got older you know and i i feel like it's a journey right so i started out young new mom i didn't know anything as except for how i was raised and and i had a good childhood but yet there were things i knew i wanted to do different and so the one thing though that the more that we can teach our kids early on and help them to learn to be independent is helpful um and also, like at, as a mom of teens, giving them the space they need, but yet guiding them in it. You know what I mean? Like, not, tr- I didn't want to be a hovering parent, or I think some people say a helicopter parent or yep. something, but trusting them until there's reason not to. Or, you know, as a believer, we can listen to, the spirit on the inside. And, and I've had a few different times where, you know, we all have the cell phones now, right? Yep. And we have where our um, teens up to a certain age need to keep their phones out in the, plug them in at night, right? Not in their rooms. Well, I have woken up a couple different times where I walk in, into the child's room and they've got their phone. Right. And they've asked me, how did you know? And I'm like, I, I just had like, a feeling to go and and I didn't know I was gonna find that necessarily. But I'm like, thank you, God, you know, for showing me to listen to that, you know. And so, um, being real with them, we have a lot of conversations in the kitchen, just as it needs to come up and go, let's talk about this right now. And even if there are, you know, the younger ears in the room, I don't mind because I will probably need to talk about the same thing with them in a few years. So I don't mind if they're hearing the conversations that you might think, Would you want your nine-year-old to hear? Yeah, I do actually, (laughs) you know. I think
0: it's very real, especially in a household where you've got such a broad range of children Mm -hmm. under the one roof, you know. It is going to come up and you're going to have to have those conversations at some point. So if we're talking about it with their older sibling, let them hear. Mm -hmm. Let them understand and start to – it gives them time to ruminate over Mm -hmm. what's being said too doesn't it
1: yes Mm -hmm. yeah definitely
0: so how are you and your husband now in terms of your relationship you've got some children who have left home Mm -hmm. and you've got is it six still under the one roof Mm -hmm. yeah so you've still got six kids at home so in terms of maintaining relationships with your older children who have left what do you do In that regard
1: yeah so we uh with a couple of older daughters we like one of them works for us remotely she's a few hours away and she helps us with some properties that we have um taking calls and doing things like that and um and then her and i have you know, with the both daughters, the older daughters, I have conversations with regularly. Um, And, and also just giving them space. I know when our kids got married, I said, I don't want you guys to feel like those that were living in our same town, right? I don't want you to feel like that at holidays, you've got to be here for a couple hours, then go there. And then if, if it's a, sometimes there's the split families where they have to see, you know, both. Yeah. I don't want you to stress about that, so I'm okay if we see you like, how about at Christmas and then maybe not at Thanksgiving. You know, just giving them space to do what they need to do as a family, and um, and not, I mean always be there for advice but being respectful of the decisions they make with their spouse and as young adults you know so um yeah so i think it's it's just a a process of learning we actually went through a situation with in-laws and things when we were um growing our family that was kind of difficult and so but it also ended in peace. Like we have peace in that relationship now, too. So I think that made me realize the importance of letting our kids go in a healthy way. Yep. You know, and not hanging on to them or feeling, I want our kids to fly. You know what I mean? We actually have one of ours that has, I don't, we'll just walk through the process but that has been accepted to a college in australia which is cool so so she's tentatively planning to go that direction in a year and i'm not feeling bad for me you know like i want her to go Yep. i want her to go experience what she needs to and take those steps and you know so i think that as a parent of young adults and you know teens just getting ready to leave help i wanted to help my kids in that transition of because it's awkward for them too. like okay we're leaving but you know it's it can be a difficult season as a you know a 20 year old or 19 18 year old where they're trying to navigate the next season of life and And if we as parents have too much of a hold on them and making them feel bad for leaving or something, that's not healthy for them. And I don't think any of us would want, I've said to parents before, you know, wouldn't you rather have this than them at 30 years old still living under your roof and you're going, okay, (laughs) when are you gonna leave? You know, I'd much rather have them go and check out life and their next steps
0: it's so much fun for them and i think that's the thing and one thing that i really got from what you were saying then was the joy in it for them and the experience that they get to have and being happy that that's what they're going to go through
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: how do you and your husband now Face conflict. So when there is an issue that comes up, and I don't, it doesn't have to be World War Three explosive. But when there, when there is an issue, when there's just those frustrations, people are tired and a little bit cranky. How is it that you two come
1: together to overcome those? So, you know, we went through a season. So we went through that season. Um, I didn't explain a lot of it with in laws. You know we really learned during that season, not to just be people pleasers, you know, and I feel like that's one reason that that situation happened is because even though I had a heart to honor them, I was also just saying yes to whatever they were um, asking or bringing in, whatever. And so learning to really be honest about what you want going on and what you no thank you and not feeling bad for saying no you know so <clears throat> that's one thing that we we've learned to be honest you know and then my husband went through a season of like a breakdown depression around 5 or so years ago, between 5 and 9 years ago. And um and it was a it was a few years long. But um I really worked on me. On growing myself and not not being so dependent on him. Cuz sometimes I think as wives, we can Something that we may need to take to God, we actually put it on our husband, or at least in my situation, I did, you know. And so when he wasn't there for that season in a good way, you know, like when he was struggling, I realized that I needed to be okay with or without him. You know what I mean? Not in a way like I didn't want to divorce or leave or any type of a thing. But just like if he if he walks through some things or chooses some things in life, I don't have to ride his roller coaster. I can be okay with just who I am and who I am with God, you know, like, I'm okay here. And then navigating those types of different trials, not only something like that, but anything from a place that I'm okay. So just because this is happening, I don't have to be moved, or shaken every time something happens. You know, and I share that in my book i have it back behind me but it's called covered so the idea is i'm covered by god in all areas and the subtitle of it is living in triumph while going through trials you know and so (laughs) just like the thought of okay this is happening but it doesn't have to get inside me. It doesn't have to shake me up and give me a bad day, but I can make decisions about what's happening and how I'm going to walk through it.
0: Very that much so. Make- we don't have to take on what they're going through at the mm-hmm. end of the day. We right. can support them and still choose
1: to go a different path ourselves. Right, exactly, yep. And that doesn't mean we have to leave them in any way, or it just depends, you know, on the situation. But I know in our situation, at one point, and you know, people would, religious people would think, God wouldn't tell you to do that. But at one point, when I was like, God, what do you want me to do here? I had 10 kids. He, my husband was struggling, negative, not like, an unsafe spot but a place that it wasn't good for our family you know what i mean yep. and so i asked god what do you want me to do and and then i really listened like what do you want me to do and i heard him say pack your bag and you think god don't tell you to do that but wouldn't he you know so It's kind of like, I don't know if you know any stories from the Bible, but early on, Abraham, God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son. So who would think that God would say that? But it wasn't about what would happen. It was more like the step of obedience. So that's what Abraham did. He packed up some wood, he took his son. And he knew God would work it out because God's good. So as I heard pack my bag, I'm like, God, I I knew I didn't want a divorce, but something had to shift, right? So I had to take a step of obedience that was not really comfortable because I was homeschooling at the time. I'm like, Do I just go do I take the kids do I you know, but what (laughs) happened with that was I just packed my bag, I didn't create the drama around it. And then when my husband got home, he ironically had taken the kids to church, because he was still in church, you know, going, but I couldn't go that morning for I was probably emotionally like, you know, I need to stay back. But when he got back he said what are you doing and i said i can't live like this anymore or can't live this way or something like that and i thought maybe i would just go to a hotel or something and he said no i'll go so he so god worked it out i didn't have to leave my husband went for a few days we had a place an hour out that had heat and lights I wasn't going there because I was either pregnant with the last baby or just had her. So I wasn't wanting to be that far out, but it was a place he could go and just have some time and just for a few days, I think it was, but it shifted our relationship enough to then get us on that path of going a different direction, you know? It didn't fix it automatically, but it takes time, on, doesn't it? Yeah, it can take some time. But if we will take the steps that we're feeling, you know, hearing here, even though there might be scary, it can shift because then my husband after it might have been another year, um, he ended up going into working out of town more than he was home so that gave him more refreshment that he needed it gave the family some refreshing it was a difficult time because I had seven kids in the public school system actually one of them was still a preschooler I was going to bible school and we were doing sports and I was like oh my goodness you know it was a really busy time for me but it was also needed and very I saw how God like brought our family back together then after when my husband was able to come home he was in a better spot and we were ready to receive him right fondness or yep. being a part makes the heart go, grow fonder Distance I guess.
0: makes the heart grow fonder yes very true sometimes so when you are facing challenges now do you have a way that you approach those conversations or is it something that when it comes up we just deal with it then
1: Mm -hmm. I try to say the words that are on my heart rather than you know sometimes I think for a season earlier on in my life I was afraid to say things like I didn't want to rock the boat you know but sometimes the boat has to be rocked for the changes to come about. So I try to be honest and real and just speak out what I'm feeling. And one thing that we had learned at one point is what if instead of, you know how sometimes in conversations it can feel like whatever we're saying, the opposite person, like it stacks on their shoulder, <laughs> like an attack almost and like, and so we've started saying, let's just, I'm just putting this out on the table, you know, so that then we can almost look at it rather than the either one of us feeling attacked by what's being said. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yep. Putting it in a neutral zone.
1: Yes, exactly. So, so it's that a problem
0: is... that you can both work at than mm-hmm. it being somebody else's problem
1: to solve. Yeah. Yeah, rather than like, oh, now you've put that on me and now I'm feeling weighed down. And, you know,
0: that is a great strategy to use.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do, you, do you find that you're, as you've gone through the seasons of your relationship, that it has become easier to have these problems and face them together as opposed to coming at them separately?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've definitely learned to um, uh, even if we bring something up and then learn to be patient and maybe talk about it in a few days, you know, because one person can be more like they need to think on it for a little bit and aren't quite ready to, you know, and so I think we've learned more about how each other processes things and being honest i mean that's a that's a huge thing of just like i just can't go there yet or i'm not but how about in a few days or you know tomorrow or whatever so i think being patient with the differences and how we approach things and finding that that actually works for us you know to to you know, maybe wait a couple of days if needed. It's not always a negative thing. I think I used to think, what? We've got to get this taken care of now. And, but if I can trust God with the process of, okay, a few days, then we'll, it'll get worked out or, you know.
0: Yeah, or well, sometimes it's not even an issue
1: then. It's true. Yeah, sometimes it just falls away and yeah. <laughs> One final question for you, Jackie,
0: what do you think the secret to your relationship is?
1: It's our faith. I mean, we couldn't, I wouldn't be where I'm at, you know, now an author of almost three books. Plus I know I'm supposed to write a few more and, um, a, a life coach. So faith-based life coach and, and then having all the, the 10 children and, And they're all healthy, and they're well. And I mean, I, and we have four grandbabies already. So I am just thankful for the goodness of God in our lives. It hasn't been, no life is perfect. We all go through trials. We all go through the struggles. And a lot of times the struggles are similar I think of struggles as storms that we all go through them. They can be a big, severe, like severe to minor, and they all last different lengths of time, but they, they do pass. And so if we can learn to grow through the things that we've gone through, like one thing I always thought is I don't want to have to go through the same thing the same way again or a similar thing the same way again, so what if I grow through. The things that I go through so that the next time which I know something will come that I am stronger mentally spiritually you know to get through it and and that's just it's made a huge difference, you know just to walk through it that way and.
0: That, that takes a lot of insight to be able to recognize that there are going to be similar situations coming up and that you don't want to deal with it the same way.
1: Yeah. Why would we, if we have a chance to grow through, rather than wishing things away, wishing problems away, okay, what can I learn through this? Because I know it's going to come back. <laughs> Something's going to come back around that I could use that knowledge. Yep. You know.
0: Uh, it's it's nice to wish that something wouldn't come up, but being realistic about it all, we know that there's going to be other storms.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Can I ask your books? Where can
1: our listeners find them? Um, so I'm on Amazon and Barnes and Noble are the two places that you know are they're at. So yeah, they can be found there as an ebook or a paperback.
0: Fantastic. And I will make sure that the links to that go below on the show notes as well.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today. I've really enjoyed our chat.
1: It's been great. It's been amazing talking with you. So thank you for having me.
0: You're very welcome. Have a fantastic night. You too. Bye. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Relationship Talks. If you can, I would love for you to jump on and leave a review. And whilst you are at it, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please join me again next week when we get to take a look behind closed doors at someone else's relationship. But until then, I am your host, Laurie Brooke. And remember, the choice is yours, so make today and the week the very best it can be.